as a business executive and entrepreneur. Here's a question I know you probably haven't taken a lot of time to consider. Can plot lines, climaxes, and messages in movies teach business leaders a thing or two about business? Joseph Milan certainly thinks so. He's the author of Real Leadership. Joseph says that movies are not a waste of time if you're intentional about watching them and knowing what you're looking for. Real Leadership speaks to movie lovers and leaders who want to look at leadership in a new way. The one wants you to enjoy entertainment as a leader and a business executive without feeling guilty. He joined me this week to talk about movies, leadership in business, and the correlation between the two. I'm Kevin McShan. Let's have this conversation. We began our conversation by diving into just exactly the life and business lessons real leadership can teach those in business and movie lovers everywhere. All right, yeah, you know, hopefully people aren't confused with the title real leadership because it's not spelled the way a lot of people think it is. It's not R-E-A-L, it's R-E-E-L, and it's all about how movies are not junk food for the mind, but... They can be inspiration and personal development tools that help us understand the world around us a little bit better. And it's just been a passion of mine after I jumped into the personal development world. And I just always heard that movies and entertainment were bad for you. I discovered the truth that movies are just modern day fables. They're, They're windows into worlds that I may never experience, that you may never experience. And they can help us understand the world around us better than than other tools. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me about the process of writing the book, buddy, and what, what you went through with, in that regard. Yeah, Kevin, so my journey with the book writing process was actually a lot longer than I wanted it to be. <clears throat> I actually wrote another book that hasn't come out yet that was very similar to this, but I, I've been blogging for 15 years, I've been ranked in the top 30, 40 leadership bloggers in the world. And a couple of years ago, I was approached by a young man going, hey, I'm a part of this class. And can I interview you about your leadership journey? I'm like, yeah, man, let's do this. And so he interviewed me, told me a little bit about the class, kind of wrote it off. The following year, another person reaches out to me and goes, hey, Joe, I want to interview for this book I'm writing. I'm like, yeah, let's do this. Then last year, I was talking to a friend of mine. He's like, I've got this friend, Jamie J. He's writing a book. I know you want to write a book. And he's going through this course that's through Georgetown University. Do you, 
do you want me to connect you? And I'm like, let's do this. So he connects me and I find out it's the same class that these other two students have gone through. And so I hopped in, you know, both feet. And the process was, was different than I'm used to writing. It involved interviewing a lot of different people. I talked to guys like David Hayter, who was the voice of Solid Snake and Metal Gear Solid, the video games. But what I didn't know was he had also been the screenwriter for the X-Men 1 and 2 movies. I was like, whoa. I also got to talk to uh, David Knudsen, who was friends with Will Smith's screenwriter. He helped me develop the idea or explore the idea of the moral premise, which is what Stanley Williams developed. And basically it's just a, if this, then the, then this statement about movies where it develops a character. Um, you know, went through all these interviews, then, you know, introduced it to my editors, they edited it. And now here it is for the world to, to read. Yeah. Fabulous, Bonnie. And, I'm wondering if we can dive into the, the whole uh, discussion about uh, movies not being a junk food for the soul and how entrepreneurs can use it to uh, grow their business, because I know you have some thoughts there as well. Yeah, definitely. We can talk about that. You know, well, let me explain why yeah, people used to say movies are junk food for the mind because it was just mindless entertainment. You know, you'd sit down, you'd watch a movie, you'd leave and it would be that. Or so these people that were talking about it thought, but I look at movies as like fables, modern day fables in the past fables are written out stories. Now we get movie pictures. You know, it, it's, I think it combines all of our senses into like one great, great storytelling adventure and you know we can use movies to to grow to help our businesses the entrepreneur's journey by understanding you know movies like the pursuit of happiness with will smith that shows you some of the struggles that an entrepreneur may go through in developing their business you know in the pursuit of happiness will smith's character he was trying to hawk medical machines and he was failing with it and it wasn't until he realized what was going on that he became successful in i, I believe it was stock trading but you know we we understand through movies we can understand that we're not alone our our struggles aren't unique to us so many other people have gone through it as well and we don't have to feel alone yeah, absolutely, and, and you know, Joseph, I always look at movie, movies as a way uh, to tell a story also. So tell me, how do the businesses can use movies that they've launched to sort of tell the story of their business and have it more relatable uh, to the people that they serve? Yeah, great question. You know, one thing that I've done I've used, I've taken out clips of movies and introduced them to groups of people to show them the business principles behind, um, you know, major businesses. I've used Wonder Woman, if you remember that movie, and she had it, there's a scene in there called, man, I had it on the tip of my tongue, 
no man's land. And it shows that for her, all the other military people were unwilling to go forward into that land. But she was like, I've got this. And she just moves forward. And I think examples like that, you can show your team members, your, your business partners and go, look, here, here's an example. I mean, it's far out there. I don't have bulletproof skin. I can't deflect bullets with my wrists, but you're not facing these dangers in the business world. You're facing some mean words or a difficult client, but you can step forward with confidence that you can get through a situation like that. And as a business owner, you can show your team members, your business partners clips and kind of explain and talk through what's happened and how you can apply it to your business. Yeah, absolutely. And Joseph, I'm also wondering your thoughts on uh, effective leadership in business and how you define that, buddy. Ooh, effective businessship or leadership in business. There's so many different ways to lead. It, it really depends on how you want to lead. But I think servant leadership is a great way to lead, you know, because if your people don't know that you're for them, they really don't care about you because you don't care about them. So I think, you know, my, my thoughts on leadership and business is that leaders have to serve those that they're leading. It sounds counterintuitive, but it gets your team on board. It makes your team know that you care and you can get so much more done when you're serving those that you serving those you lead rather than serving yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I always say, buddy, that when you, uh, serve others, the rewards that you get uh, uh, personally will multiply, right? Oh, definitely. And you know, it's, it's hard to picture how that happens, but it does. And I think that's just one of the mysteries of leadership is we don't understand everything that happens, but it works. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and Joseph, tell me, where does your passion for exploring the subject and writing in uh, writing books in general comes from a period. Uh, yeah. I, I think back to when I was a kid, I even liked to write back then. Uh, I, I was going through some old stuff from, from my parents' house and I found stories that I wrote when I was probably five, six, seven years old talking about transform, writing stories about the transformers or Voltron characters. So Writing has always kind of been a part of me, even though I stopped for probably 15 to 20 years. But I think that passion is just the, the ability to share ideas, thoughts and ideas and helping people understand what I'm thinking and sharing what I know with others in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And Joseph, tell me, if you like movies and entertainment, I can help us sort of put work life balance into perspective and how do you think uh movies help people put their entire life in perspective i'm curious well for, first off i want to say that i think it helps if you actually go and watch movies because that's part of enjoying your life and finding some time for yourself to just enjoy the little things you, know, you can take two two hours, maybe three hours at the most. I mean, we've got the Batman coming out this weekend. That's a three-hour movie. 
it's a small portion of your life, but life isn't all business. Life isn't always all fun. So when we can start putting in these little pieces of, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, three hours into our lives and, you know, go just have a good time, watch a movie. And then maybe those movies teach us a business principle. I don't think there's anything better to kind of help you with that work-life balance because you're doing two things. You're killing two birds with one stone. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I always look at movies as a chance to build unity amongst other people. Would you agree with that? You said it builds unity among other people? Yeah, in terms of bringing them together. Would you agree with that? I, Yes and no, because... You know, some movies are so polarizing that people disagree with each other vehemently. I remember working at Circuit City when, if you remember the the first Incredible Hulk movie, it, we had a team member there that was like, yeah, that was the greatest movie ever. I went and watched it and was greatly disappointed. So there was some disunity so there in our opinions. But it also brings people together and unites them and that we can talk about it. And I think that's, for, for businesses, that's one of the best reasons to encourage your people to watch movies. They go watch a movie, then they unite in talking about the movie. They, they share their thoughts, they share their opinions and the ideas. Yeah, there may be some dissenting opinions, but they're talking about it and they're uniting over that single piece of what I consider artwork. Uh, yeah, and you know, You brought up an interesting point on how movies spark debate. Uh, And sometimes uh, dissenting opinions are a good thing. Would you agree with that in terms of debate and sort of using movies as sort of a a way to begin conversations as well? Yeah, definitely. I, I can't say the number of movies or even think about the number of movies that I've watched that movie critics have disagreed with, but you start talking to people and sometimes you even your opinions shift and change on whether a movie was good or bad, depending on the people that you talk with, but it's a great door opening or open door for discussions to happen because everybody has an opinion on the movie that they watch. Uh, yes, uh, that's certainly true. And you, you tell me that movies are more than entertainment. So uh, I'm wondering if we could, build on that point as well this afternoon. Yeah, you know, like, I, like I've mentioned, you know, there, there are so many lessons in movies. Uh, going back to Stanley Williams, who is the screenwriter for a lot of Will Smith's movies. I believe he worked on The Karate Kid with Will Smith. But in his book, The Moral Premise, Stanley Williams talked about the movie The Greatest Showman. Have you ever watched that, Kevin? Uh, you know, so I am an identical twin brother. And The Greatest Showman is one of his favorite movies. I've seen it uh, countless times. I could probably recite the so- uh, soundtrack in my head. Yeah. Right. It's just a fantastic movie, isn't it? It, it? it brings you together, absolutely. Yeah. But if we remember Hugh Jackman's character at the beginning, he was, he was a conniving jerk for the most part he was using the circus performers for his own benefit he didn't really care about them he he was cruel to his family and he 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 lost a lot of things so stanley williams talks about how 
the moral premise for something like that would be a false identity. Cause I mean, he, he tried to pretend like he cared, but he really did it leads to loneliness and despair. And that's what happened to Hugh Jackman's character. But, you know, about halfway, three quarters of the way through the movie, something changed in him and he started caring about people and he stopped caring about how people viewed him. So, and he regained his family. He, he gained the love of the circus performers that he was abusing before. And he went on to become a success. So the, the idea is, you know, false identity leads to loneliness and misery and loneliness. But when you start to live your authentic self, you gain friendship and relationships and success. So I think that's how or movies can be just more than entertainment. You start to see these threads move through movies and you go, man, there's something more here to a movie than just sitting down on the couch or in those comfy movie seats for two hours. And, you know, when, when we talk about uh, leadership in business, what do you think uh, corporate executives can take away uh, from movies when it comes to inclusion, diversity, and equity experience? Yeah, I think, you know, especially these days, so many movies are talking about diversity and inclusion. I mean, first, I mean, we could talk about how movies are so diverse. I mean, you've got comedies and dramas and love or romance movies and action and adventure. I mean, there's diversity just in that. And I think business leaders could look at that and go, all of those different movie genres are successful in their own way. But... You also look at how movie casts have started to become more and more diverse as well. You know, you've got, oh, I'm thinking of, you know, movies are starting to include handicapped and disabled people. I know that there's one movie that had the, I, I don't know what it's called, but it's for insulin monitoring. You know, they're, they're, uh, one of the characters had it had the little patch monitoring system on her arm, and children have started to feel more included because of things like that. And I think if business leaders start looking at movies and going, "Hey, yeah, that's normal now," that they can incorporate that into their businesses. Uh, yeah, that they can gain competitive advantage as well, for sure. But I'm also uh, curious, Joseph, Joseph, if this book that you've written is made into a movie, what do you want people to take away, whether they read the book uh, as the main message? What do you hope uh, pe people see as the core message of the book? You know, I never even thought about the book being made into a movie, but that's like now blowing my mind. But what do I want them to take away? I want them to take away that your life isn't all about doing business. Your life can be about enjoying certain things. You can enjoy movies. You can enjoy music. But you can also, on top of enjoying those things, you can learn from the things that people are saying aren't valuable. You can 
you can grow from from entertainment. That's what I want people to take away from it. Yeah, and well, you can grow from every experience you have in life, and movies certainly do that for sure. But tell me, Joseph, what's your favorite leadership movie of all time, buddy? I'm curious. Ooh. I always hate saying a favorite because I've got so many different favorite movies. It's, it kind of goes back to that diversity question that I think certain movies have certain places in my life. Uh, and one of those movies I've, be, I've begun talking a lot about lately has been Baby Driver. I don't know if you've watched that one. Uh, no, I haven't heard of it, but. Okay, so that was released oh, a couple of years ago. And the the lead character he had tinnitus so that's ringing in the ear and he would always listen to music to overcome or over to compensate for that that issue and just the way that the movie was crafted the visuals are fantastic the 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 music score it blew my mind i just absolutely loved it for that but i love the fact that they used that the main character had a hearing issue and they showed a way to overcome that. And I think sometimes business leaders can get a little confrontational with their employees. If, if they have an issue that needs to be dealt with a a medical issue, a health issue, and they don't like the way that the person's dealing with, with their way of handling it. So that's something that I took away from Baby Driver was we have to be aware that not everybody is at like peak health in our businesses, our employees aren't, and that we need to make accommodations to help them get through their work days. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, Joseph, I'm also curious to ask you about your legacy as an author and the, uh, what you're hoping to uh, convey through uh your future written work as an author and how do you want your legacy to be defined, buddy? Yeah. Uh, you know, legacy, legacy is a lot I've thought about. I'm, I'm still young. I just turned 40. But, you know, I, it's over the hill, right? And so what do I want the rest of my, what do I want my life to be, you know, thought of as? I, I want people to, I want my legacy to be one of encouraging others to, to be the best that they can, to find enjoyment in life, to push themselves beyond the boundaries that they think that they have. And I, I think I'm doing that, you know, but I can always get better at it. And knowing exactly what that is, I can continue to pursue that legacy as I continue to age. Yeah, absolutely. And tell me, uh, Joseph, if people want to get a copy of the book or contact you personally, buddy, what's the best way they can do that? Yeah, so Real Leadership is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, any online retailer. You just got to make sure you spell real right. It's R-E-E-L, leadership. You can look up my name, Joseph Lalonde. Uh, you can find my blog at com. I write there three times a week. Mondays are all about leadership lessons from the movies. Wednesdays and Fridays are about general leadership principles. 
And yeah, those are the two spots where you can really find my book and myself. Fantastic. Well, Joseph, I really enjoyed our uh, wide-ranging conversation about movies, uh, business leadership, and uh, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I want to thank you for being here and for your work in the space, buddy. It's most appreciated. Yeah, no, thank you again for having me on your show. It's been great chatting with you. It's always fun talking about these these topics, movies and business leadership with people who, who get it and for people who are just learning about it. So thank you, Kevin.